KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Coronavirus Pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Charlotte Reese. Pre-coronavirus, getting a solid eight hours of sleep was a luxury. But now there's changes to our routines and added pandemic stress and anxiety. I've spoken to friends and family who have been struggling with restless sleeping, odd sleep schedules, and the all-too-usual crazy dreams. So I wanted to find out who else has been dealing with sleep problems, and maybe even why it's happening. Dr. Philip Gehrman is an associate professor in the psychiatry department at the University of Pennsylvania, who specializes in research and treatment of sleep disorders. Definitely around this time right now, I've been talking to my friends about sleep and how our sleep schedules are different right now than before the (laughs) pandemic started. Um, Some of my friends say, you know, they're sleeping more, some are sleeping less, but pretty much everyone I've talked to says their sleep has been affected. Now, are we alone in this or have you been seeing similar things? Sleep seems to be one of the hottest topics right now (laughs) because you're certainly not alone. Lots of people are finding that their sleep has changed these days. And and I, I appreciate that you said for some people it's worse, some people it's better, because a lot of people have been focusing on just the bad side of things. Right, definitely. And I mean, can you just talk about common causes for sl- for mm-hmm. trouble sleeping and, and like yeah. before the coronavirus pandemic and maybe, you know, if things have changed? So both before and during um, the pandemic, one of the most common causes of insomnia is stress and anxiety. I often say that when we're under stress, sleep is often one of the very first things that's affected. And since a lot of people live stressful lives, that's a major cause of their sleeping problems. And now, of course, with the stress of the virus and the uncertainty, not knowing what's going to happen, that certainly has has fueled things as as well. Another major factor is uh, our kind of daily routines and our, 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 our internal clock. And what I mean by that is one of the things that regulates our ability to sleep is our brain's internal clock, what we call the circadian clock. And it keeps our body running on a 24-hour rhythm. And having a good strong rhythm, good strong clock is an important element of health and wellness and, and sleep. And even pre-COVID, one of the contributors to sleeping problems was people either just having such a lack of routine to their day, their bedtime's variable, their wake-up time's variable, that can disrupt their clock and negatively impact their sleep. And certainly that's just been worse these days. A lot of people are just lacking a good regular routine. Their their schedules all around, all over the place. There's less distinction between uh, between work time versus home time or school time. It's kind of all blurring together. Now, ironically, this is also where some people are really benefiting from the current conditions as far as their sleep is concerned. It's because sometimes people's internal clock is not matched well for their schedule. 
So for example, a common scenario is people's internal rhythms are on kind of a night owl schedule. Their body prefers a late bedtime and a late wake-up time, but they need to keep an earlier um, bedtime and wake-up time for work or school. Well, right now they might have more control over their schedule so they can follow a schedule that more closely matches their circadian rhythm, and that's allowing them to sleep better. So I think for some people, the lack of routine is weakening their rhythms and making their sleep worse. For other people, having that flexibility to follow their rhythms is is making things better. Right. That makes sense. Everybody's a little bit different. And um, But, you know, another big thing, I guess it goes along with sleeping, but is dreams. Can you talk a little bit about dreaming? I mean, I hear people right now, like all they can dream about is the virus somehow. It's linked to their (laughs) dreams or, you know, they have more panic or jumping dreams. Can our moods and what's happening around us really affect our dreaming? Absolutely. I mean, there's been... You know, debate for centuries of what our dreams mean and and you know without but you don't have to kind of interpret the meaning of dreams to understand that i the way i often describe it is the emotional experience we're having in our waking hours can translate into the emotional content of our dreams so if we're more stressed out or anxious during the day that tends to contribute to more stressful dreams at night and, and same thing, you know, if we're having positive emotions during the day. So, so definitely a lot of people are experiencing uh, stranger dreams, more intense dreams, more stressful dreams. And that's likely just a reflection of what their, uh, what their emotional experience is during the day. As you mentioned before, you know, some people are maybe sleeping too much or too little right now or restless sleepers. Um, what are some differences between sleeping too much and not enough? And do they affect us in different ways? Yeah, we know that kind of it seems like for most adults, seven to eight hours of sleep per night is is optimal. I mean, the, although Along the lines of individual variability, some people need more, some people need less. But seven to eight is kind of optimal for for most people. What we know from a lot of research that consistently sleeping too little, and we usually define that as like less than six hours per night, is a risk factor for a whole host of health problems. But also sleeping too much, and this is usually defined as greater than nine hours per night, can actually also be detrimental. And so it seems like too little or too much can both be bad for us. And, you know, is it important right now to pay attention to how our sleep is being affected? Or do we, you know, kind of get a hall pass considering everything that's going on? Well, I'm kind of biased because I, I always think we should be paying a lot of attention to our sleep. and um, But uh, I think it is important because for at least at least two key reasons, and, and I could come up with more than that, but two key ones would be an important function of sleep is that it's important for regulating our emotions. Um, so when people are not sleeping well or they've had a bad night of sleep, one of the most common ways that that impacts them the next day is they're irritable, they're just you know, more moody, more anxious. 
And so what can happen during a time like this is people may be more anxious or stressed during the day. Then they don't sleep as well at night. But then because they're not sleeping well, that can actually amplify their anxiety the next day and start this just downward cycle of feeling worse and worse. It can affect our mood as, as, as well. So I think paying attention to our sleep right now is important just for our overall kind of emotional health and well-being. But a second reason is sleep also plays an important role in regulating our immune system. So when we're sleep deprived, it, our, we tend to, our immune system tends to be weaker. And so obviously, you know, with, with everything right now, we want our immune systems to be in as tip-top shape as possible. So I think it's that another reason for that it's important to pay attention to sleep right now is just to, to boost our immune system. Right. Yeah, that's definitely important right now. Um, do you have any tips um, what people can do to have a better night's sleep or, you know, sleep less or sleep more? Yeah, I think you know, a few basic suggestions would be, like you just said, kind of pay attention to their sleep and make their sleep a priority. Trying to follow a regular routine. So going to bed, having kind of a regular bedtime, a regular wake-up time. It doesn't have to be like exactly the same time day to day, but just trying to have a, a, a fair amount of consistency in bedtime and wake-up time. Um, I think for people who are working during uh, from home, um, especially, is trying to put clear boundaries on work or school. And so saying, you know, I'm going to be working from this time to this time. But at that point, I'm then going to transition to my home time. And, and so to, to, partly for the routines, but also I think what some people are experiencing is that work or school is uh, time is bleeding into what normally would be home time. And they're just it, it's interfering with their ability to relax and wind down at the end of the day. I think kind of similar to that point is just making sure people are, are using at least an hour before bed, ideally even more, for relaxing, winding down activities. So not watching the news before bed, that, that's for sure. Just making sure they're, they're taking that time for activities that they would find relaxing and not too stimulating. So those, those are a few basic things that, that people can do, rel usually relatively easily. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area or how it's affecting you, subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Charlotte Reese, and we'll have another episode out soon.